The cancer is still spreading. I'm afraid there's nothing else we can do. There is one person who might be able to help. Our program is a two-pronged treatment outside Mexico City. The results have been stunning. She saved my life. You're in very good hands with us. After that, what happens then? Your whole life happens then. John Kramer. According to these scans, the tumor was never removed. How much time do I have? Months, at best. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done. Tended to cure me, but what I have planned for each of you is very real. Peace came upon me, no light, no sound. The only thing I have not provided is your anesthetic, but trust me, you will want to remain alert. You pick John Kramer? Please, don't hesitate. Place a big enough piece of your cerebral tissue into the glass enzyme tank. This will save your life. So sleep, this is not retribution. It's a reawakening. The choice is yours. Welcome to the Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by... Amir Ture. And Derek Wong. So tonight we are talking about the 10th installment of the Saw franchise, titled Saw X or Saw 10, or as Mark Wahlberg would call it, Socks. Directed by Kevin Groydert, who is a veteran editor of the series, who has actually helmed two other entries as director, Saw 6 and Saw 3D. This will be his third directorial effort for the franchise. Also, this is the second time we've covered a Saw film on this pod. We've previously discussed Spiral from the Book of Saw back in 2021, which starred Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. I don't remember what we actually all thought of that movie. To tell you the truth, I don't actually remember what I thought about that movie. <laughs> I can tell you guys what we thought about the movie because I listened to part of the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Tell, so, tell us what we thought. Jeff, you liked it. I surprisingly kind of enjoyed it too. And Derek, you liked it the least. Okay. Sounds about Sounds right. Sounds about right. Like not very happy with like, I don't know, the social justice aspect. The traps seem kind of unfair. And I don't even remember the traps. I really don't remember very much I don't about remember, this movie. Yeah. But... Looking at it again on Wikipedia to just, like, refresh myself, I do remember I liked the very end. The serial killer has Samuel Jackson in a trap, and Chris Rock frees his father, allowing the killer to escape. 
then the cops burst into the room and kill Samuel Jackson anyway. I thought that was a good ending. Yeah. I absolutely forgot that Samuel Jackson's in that movie until you said that right now. He's like one of the main characters, my guy. All right. I know. I know. Now I kind of remember. That movie didn't make much of an impression, I guess. I think Spiral is like a guilty pleasure of mine. I think I enjoyed it. I don't think it's a very good movie. Oh, no. That's like what you let off with at start that last podcast. You're like, I don't think this is a good movie, but... Is that what I said? Oh, okay. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It was not a good movie. Critics didn't like it. It got like a 39 Rotten Tomato or something. Like, I really think it. it's a good movie, but yeah, I don't know. I, I surprisingly thought it was pretty decent, too. So I think the thing with Spiral is that it freed itself from, you know, the series Byzantine lore and like the mythology of Jigsaw and eight movies of continuity, whatever it was back then. I think it got it half right, which I think will lead into my opinion of this new one, which I think it mostly gets everything right. They kind of write the ship with this one. <laughs> this one's less of a guilty pleasure for me and just like a straight up pleasure for me. I really liked this new one. Nice. I don't know about you guys. What'd you guys think of this new one? I'm on the same boat. I actually really like this one. If you've read any reviews or heard anybody else talk about this movie, I'm not alone in saying that I think this might be the second best one in the series after, you know, the original Saw. There may be arguments for another one ahead of this, uh, depending on your preferences. But yeah, I really like this. I like that as weird as it sounds, it, it kind of slows it down a little bit, right? Like you mm -hmm. don't really get into the game, you know, the quote unquote game until maybe like 30 40 minutes into this movie yeah you know it really oh, sets absolutely. up the character of john kramer recontextualizes him and and his relationship also with amanda i thought it gave his character a little bit more purpose whether you like that or not i'm curious to hear from you guys about that but yeah overall i really enjoyed this movie i thought it was pretty good i can see why people are saying it's one of the best in the franchise i think overall this kind of stuff just isn't really my thing <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's just not my thing the torture it, it was fine i get it i get how if this is your thing you would have really enjoyed this one it was fine to me i think at this point you know if you like the saw movies and if you do this is one of the good ones yeah. if you don't i don't think this is gonna like convince you to start watching them or anything like that okay but you enjoyed spiral did you like this more than spiral um probably as much as you could yeah this is probably a better movie right than spiral mm -hmm. i think spiral wasn't super memorable you know i guess this has like the weed of all the history and the continuity. I liked it fine. I don't know. It's just okay. I mean, it's... it's, it's <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. It's a that's Saw absolutely movie. absolutely fair. Yeah, it's a Saw movie. I don't know. It's, it's a good Saw movie. And one surprising thing about this movie is how little it cost them to make and how much yeah. money it made. These are really cheap movies. Yeah. I didn't realize that. This movie was made for $13 million and it's yeah. already made almost yeah. 60 Yeah. So these movies do really well. Comparatively, I've looked at these numbers too, like all the other Saw movies were relatively cheap around this same range, but all of them, I think, have at least hit 100 million. So we'll see if this one hits 100 million. All worldwide. of them have hit 100 at least? Really? I think so. Not yeah. Spiral. Oh, yes. Not Spiral. Sorry. Except for Spiral. The original yeah. kind of like Saws. Spiral I think all is kind hit. of a pandemic movie anyway, right? Um, That's very true. Yeah. But even so, like, Amir, you're right. To be made for around 15 million and like to make almost four or five times its money, that's still pretty good, right? Yeah. So I found another semi-bomb in Saw 6, which only made 69, 70 million. Oh, okay. Also, Kevin Greuter one and one of the better ones, actually. I do like Saw 6. I think we've already did this during Spiral, but I remember during Spiral, Jeff, you said you re-watched some of the movies during Spiral or all the movies during Spiral? Definitely not all of them. Not all of them. So 
for Spiral, I rewatched one, two, and three, and then this okay. week I rewatched one with Ashley, who watched the first one for the first time. Oh wow! Oh. She really liked it, actually. Yeah. So nice. The first cool. one is very tame. I know we covered this on the Spiral episode too, but yeah, it is the most removed from the label that it catches of torture porn, which I think a lot of the time it's a little unfair, but sometimes it is fair, I think, with this franchise. But the first one, not that gory. There's not that much gore in it. I think Mm -hmm. people tend to misremember the movie and, you know, just remember the one sawing off the leg scene, which they don't show a lot of it. And... I think they conflate the movie with Hostel, which also came out around that time, which was a lot gorier and a lot nastier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all the sequels are a lot grosser, too, to this one, to Saw. So that first one is not that bad. I think they're more like mystery and suspense type stuff to that one, too, right? Like, figure out yeah. why are they there and, like, you know, all of that. And who actually is Jigsaw Like, who or are they? Like, yeah, what's the relationship to each other? Like, yeah. why, you know? Whereas, like, the rest of them are just like, I'm Saw, I'm here to fuck you up. I'm John Saw. I'm, <laughs> I'm John Saw. John Saw. <laughs> I'm here to ruin your shit. So related to that, what I think Spiral got right was divorcing itself from, you know, the eight movies of continuity and, like, the Hoffman and the John Kramer disciples and all that stuff. It got so complicated, but it also kept the stupid whodunit aspect and trying to figure out the motivations of the killer and the cops chasing the killer, which I think also has gotten stale. And this one brings John Kramer back, which I think is a huge win for the series. I think Tobin Bell is amazing. I think Chris Rock is kind of goofy and Samuel L. Jackson too. I don't think their megawatt star power really fit the grimy universe of the series. I mean, there's goofy shit in those, too. You know, like, they de-aged Chris Rock just by putting him in a backward baseball cap uh, (laughs) in one of the flashbacks. It's so fucking dumb. But, you know, I think Tobin Bell is a big draw and Amanda, too. And, you know, making this a sequel to the first one, taking place in between one and two, is so smart. Because you can bring back the stars of the series that people really like and still divorce it from the labyrinthine mythology of the series, which I think people just don't like. There's no whodunit in this, too. Fucking John Kramer does it. Yeah. Like you said, Derek, half the movie is like a cancer patient drama. It's cool. Yeah, it's set up. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's very weird because you're like sympathizing with the jigsaw killer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's very weird. And then you know it's a scam, too, from the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, the hints are there. Yeah, the hints are there, but also if you know the history about this character or this movie, you know it's going to turn out to be a scam. Unless they're going to retcon stuff, which right, they you did. you know that he's you not know? cured of his brain cancer, right? Because that's yeah, like a yeah, motivating yeah. factor for him in the other movies, right? Well, the thing is, I want to go back to what Jeff said. I don't disagree with you what you said about Spiral. I only disagree with the fact it just didn't work. Mm. The idea of trying to get away from John Kramer is fine, but it just didn't work it in didn't that work. movie, and now yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. a failure in that regard. And that's why this one... Shows you that bringing John Kramer back was probably the right move and maybe not divorce yourself from him, but yeah. maybe divorce yourself from some of the other ideas that yeah, have just absolutely. really convoluted the Saw like lore and story. 
Spiral tried to do the gotcha with the killer reveal, which I called like mm-hmm. half an hour into the movie who the killer was, you yeah. know? So like mm-hmm. that was not successful either, that Max Minghella's character was the killer. But yeah. they dispense of all of that in this one, which was great and refreshing. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say, I liked this movie, the one that we're reviewing today so much that I went back and rewatched one through seven. Wow. Because I watched this opening weekend, which was two weekends ago. So I had two weeks to be like, you know what? I kind of want to go back and rewatch these movies. All right. You're fresher even than me. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I kind of forgot how much they are all connected. Yeah. They're very connected in a way that's like kind of surprising that it maybe doesn't get enough credit for (laughs) all these other cinematic universes and i kind of actually equated a lot to the scream movies right Mm. the scream movies has you know updated their cast has decades sometimes in between some of these movies you know a long spans a gap between the movies and it's still able to kind of create a cohesive story that you know, you don't have to watch each one, but it's nice, right? Like, if you watch each one, you know the characters and know the stories and feel invested in these characters. I think, overall, the Scream franchise is still a better franchise. I don't think Saw is like that. I think you can't just drop in and watch four without seeing some of the other ones, or, like, seven without seeing some of the other ones. It's so convoluted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it depends. If you're watching Saw for just the game... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that's the main draw, right? Yeah, the traps. Is the games? Well, I don't know, Amir. I mean, what actually kept me going was, like, two and three kind of is the Amanda stories, but three, Hoffman. four, five. They bring in Hoffman, and then they bring in Jill, which is John's wife. They were able to connect them and kind of keep adding new characters that I just weirdly got invested in, and I don't know why. It was like a soap opera. <laughs> oh, so it worked for you. It worked for me. It worked for me. And it's surprising that this one still kind of works, even though we're really only going back to bringing John and Amanda in for this one. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, like Hoffman is there, that technically he still has a wife that doesn't show up in this one. So, like, I don't know if that's something they'll want to play with in the future, or maybe it's smarter to not introduce like all those characters back again so should we give a little synopsis of this one this is like the easiest synopsis of all time yes so this is basically (laughs) john kramer returns with amanda and it's in between saw one and two but Mm -hmm. if you don't know that from the marketing i don't think they tell you when it takes place they don't does it it doesn't right it doesn't tell you that it takes place between the first and second movies So basically, John is trying to find a cure for his cancer, he gets scammed, and then he gets revenge on the scammers. That's the entire movie. (laughs) The whole movie is John Kramer and that Bugs Bunny gun meme. Lord forgive me, I'm back to the old me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there's no whodunit aspect. There's no why are they here. It dispenses with all of that, which I think is great. They're here because they fucked with the wrong guy. Yeah, they fucked with the wrong guy. And the whole movie is, how is John Kramer gonna get out on top? How badly is he gonna fuck these people's lives up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's very much like killing John Wick's dog. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Fake curing John Kramer's cancer. They really put the fist on the scale in favor of the Jigsaw murders. It's very weird because, like, yeah, you know that this guy is like a serial killer and torturer. And they somehow make you feel bad for him, at least in the first part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, something weird about that is that later in the movie, the antagonist like refers to him as like this super known quantity. 
But this is only between the first and the second movie, right? Well, in the context of Saul, the first movie, that's not his first. But he's been doing it yeah, already yeah, for yeah. a long time. He's been right. doing it a while, so he does have a reputation. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Got it. When the first movie starts, he already had like the razor wire trap, the reverse bear trap, a bunch of other stuff. I mean, that is kind of one question I had for you guys. Was It was interesting re-watching all these movies, and this movie, Saw X, really wants to like, recontextualize john as being a good person it feels super weird yeah trying to get some revenge the thumb on the scale feels really weird it definitely does feel weird because if you watch all the other movies with john in them he's super inconsistent with his rules and like his rules Mm -hmm. yeah the winnability of his games and stuff and sometimes he's super arbitrary with all the stuff that he does and all the cruelty and inflicts and yeah i agree putting the finger on the scale here is kind of weird it's kind of funny though <laughs> i do think it's funny <laughs> yeah it's very dexter or something right yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah. he's the good serial killer it's like uh i don't know i did find it interesting that they go as far as to try to make him a hero by also like giving him a villain right like an actual mm-hmm. like evil almost super villain jigsaw super villain right someone who kind of is as smart as him in some ways and in the end I don't think she's dead. Like, I don't think there's any implication that she's dead at all. Um, Not to spoil the ending. But what did you guys think about that? I spoke about how Saw is so connected and like watching the movies back again, like how they have planted things from like one movie to another. There's a lot of times where I think in the third movie, you see Hoffman all of five minutes in the beginning of the movie. You never see his character again. But then he's brought back in like the fourth one. Mm -hmm. Right. It does that a lot throughout the Saw series. So it's not like they're strangers to like setting up more and more in this world. But like this one is very blatant when it seems to be trying to set up Cecilia as this maybe reoccurring foil for John. I don't know if it's actually trying to do that, but I do think it's interesting this one in the context of one through three, especially with Amanda's journey. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as much as the movie does put the finger on the scale in favor of these jigsaw murders, it does have Amanda as this humanizing aspect with her sympathy for a fellow, like, drug user, right? And then to see where that character arc goes, where she completely flies off the rails of Jigsaw's modus operandi, where she's the one who starts making, like, the unwinnable games, and she loses sight of Jigsaw's twisted compassion which he himself is not very consistent with i think that's very Mm -hmm. very interesting i do think shawnee smith is really fun in this yeah she is in one through three too so yeah like i said the first half of this is basically a well the first third of this is like a cancer patient drama with john kramer and his treatment but he gets his little fantasy sequence yeah with the janitor that's the poster of the movie the poster of the movie but it isn't even real. He's like fantasizing yeah. about this little uh, janitor who's stealing the cancer patient's belongings out of the drawer. And then Jigsaw imagines putting him in a trap where he has to break all of his fingers or he gets his eyeball sucked out of his <laughs> skull, right? All right. I think the traps, some of them I feel are very easy to win that I would be able to probably do. That's a pretty easy one, Good right? Luck, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty easy one. The one with the fingers... I would just crank that knob up and break all my fingers like And instantly. just all at once, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, exactly I just what I was get, it, get it over with. Just can you I was wondering. I'm not sure if you can always just go to five. 
Because he was doing it one by one. I don't know if that's because he's an idiot or because the dial doesn't let you do it, right? Oh, yeah. It doesn't establish like, that. Like, maybe yeah. you can't. It maybe makes you, you pause? Do, maybe you have to do them one by one, yeah. But there's like 10 seconds between each one. I would just be like, click, 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 you know? But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't seem that bad. I mean, obviously, it's like a fantasy sequence. But I will agree. I had that exact on the saw like, scale. Just yeah. do it all at once, man. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just turn <laughs> it to five, right? Yeah, just turn it to five, right? But then it also goes the other way where I was just like, there's not enough time, especially the one where the girl has to saw her leg off and then wait for it to fill up. I think the thing is, like, if you hesitate, you're probably not going to make it. And yeah. everyone who dies pretty much spent a Hesitate. lot of time hesitating you know yeah i love that fucking cecilia is like this evil cheerleader in the background for all yeah. this trap she's like do it do like, it you do can it. do it it's so fucking <laughs> the funny fucking emperor just do it i like that i like her like solidarity that. with her fellow victims or whatever it was good yeah yeah i mean the yeah, traps yeah. are clearly like not designed for you to be able to win right three minutes to perform brain surgery on yourself like, come on, dude. Highly insane. I actually don't think that one's that bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the brain surgery one. Okay, so, I mean, uh, I'm more curious. How real is that? Could you even do that to yourself? I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah. So people do perform surgery on themselves. Like, self-surgery is a thing uh-huh. that has happened in history. Okay. So you can do it. I don't know that you can perform brain surgery on yourself. Surgery on yourself? Um, oh without, like, God. anesthesia or antibiotics or I don't know. I mean, people are capable of crazy shit when they're, uh, you know, when they're all hyped up on adrenaline, right? But I think it's just incredibly goofy and unrealistic. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but, I mean, should we just talk about all yeah, the let's traps? talk about the traps. that's clearly the meat of the episode. That's the draw, right? We already got yeah, the imaginary the trap, the, the fantasy trap for the janitor, right? Yes. Talk about the eyeball mm-hmm. sucker. That's a pretty easy one. Well, there's the cab driver. And the next one is the cab driver, right? He attaches bombs to the guy's forearms. Yeah, pipe bombs. That's like embedded in his flesh. His hands are taped into mittens with scalpels attached. Yeah, Edward scalpel hands. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Very good, yeah. He has to use the scalpels to dig into his arms to rip the bombs out of his arms so he can live. Which he does. He does it. Which he does. That's what I always kind of like love about Saw movies is that they always kind of at least show one. At least one, right? Where it's, like, not completely unwinnable in a way. I thought this was a cool game. We had to, like, cut your own arms off. Or cut parts of well, your arms like off. you're, like, mangling your own arm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, disgusting. I think maybe that's the worst one in this one. But he survives. He survives. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, that trap is awful, but... Yeah. I can't decide if this one is the worst or... The Gili Saw in the next one is the worst. I think both the, of them are I bad. Gili Saws. Wait, let's get to the Gili Saw, but I think there's <laughs> another one that's worse. But yeah, let's get to the Gili Saw. Okay, so the next trap is the Gili Saw, right? So basically, all these people are complicit in scamming John Kramer, right? They're all yeah. Yeah, people who are part of this fake doctor organization, a uh, fake medical operation that purports that they can cure the cancer and all that stuff. Okay, first of all, worst scammers of all time. They don't even, like, shave his head. They don't give him, like, a fake wound in yeah. the back of his head. Yeah. So, like, all he has to do is open his thing. He's like, wait a minute. I just got scammed. Like, all he has to do is look. It was so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably normally would get away with it, but they fucked with the wrong guy who... You know, has a police detective easily accessible. (laughs) Um, But I do like that the whole conceit of this movie was set up in six, right? Mm -hmm. 
in Saw 6, he talks to an insurance agent and he mentions like, hey, can you cover this experimental procedure that I want to do? You know, and the insurance agent's like, no, we can't do that. It's experimental. It's not covered by the FDA, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And like, this is the one that they're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The director has come out to say, yeah, that was the inspiration for this movie. So I love that. You don't need to know that, but uh, as a fan, it's kind of cool to see that get tied in. Added flavor, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so the next person is the nurse, right? Mm -hmm. I think. The fake nurse, The One of the fake nurses. Was she the anesthesiologist? No, the guy was the anesthesiologist, uh, Mateo. Yeah, so she was just a nurse. So she has to cut off her own leg with the gili saw and extract enough bone marrow to turn off this contraption before basically a gili saw cuts off her head. I mean, she does it. Like, she does hesitate, but, like, There's she no does way it. no do that. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Why, Amir? Chop off your own leg in, like, two seconds and not immediately die of bleed. Yeah, I know she has a tourniquet on. Dude, there's no way. Yeah. You go into shock, like, immediately, I think. Like, just look how big your thigh is. Yeah, look how big your leg is, yes. Like, there's yeah. no way. Okay, well, suspending reality. She does do it, but then there's the secondary task of having to, like, then extract enough bone marrow to turn off this machine. I feel like in past Saw movies, maybe he learned a lesson. He's like, okay, maybe these games are a little too hard, because a lot of times he just asks people to, like, cut off your own leg and you're good. She has to, like, cut off her own leg and then extract her bone marrow. And put it on the scale. <laughs> put it on the scale. That was actually pretty tense. The bone yeah. marrow scale counter thing. She's yeah, already yeah, done yeah. the delimbing part, right? So it was just like, yeah. is she going to yeah. actually succeed at living? So the race against time is with the bone marrow. And then, like, you see her pouring it on the scale and then the little line rising up to the part where she needs to get it to. And she just doesn't quite make it. And then... <laughs> Her head gets cut off by the cut off electric yep. gili saw. Oh my god, that was really good. That was a really tense moment. I was like rooting for her to make it. And then it moves on to the anesthesiologist, right? Who then this is the guy we were talking about earlier, who has to basically perform brain surgery on himself, extract enough of his brain that needs to get dissolved in like some kind of enzyme bath. Yeah, enzyme bath to then also turn off his machine. So it's kind of the same concept. Yeah, the concepts are all very similar. This was the one that I was like, this was hard. You know, having to like cut open his own skull, taking a piece of his brain out. This was the one that was kind of the hardest one for me to swallow. All right, hear me out. I don't think this one's that <laughs> bad. <laughs> First of all, I don't think there are that many nerve endings in your skull. So I don't think it really hurts that bad. Well, in the bone, in the no, scalp. but in like the scalp and then like, not in the brain, but dude, I feel like song open your own head is gonna hurt like crazy. <laughs> There's but no more way. than Gili sawing your own leg off? Uh, I, mean, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. Or the scalping your the flesh in your arms. I feel like those are worse. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're all pretty fucking awful. You're right though. <laughs> These are all pretty and then the next trap. So we're just going down the traps, right? Um the next trap is Gabriella's trap, who is basically She's the one that Amanda's most sympathetic to because she's like a yes a drug she's addict. A drug addict. But she kind of was pretending to be like this house owner that was also like an ex patient of Cecilia's, and you know she was also cured. It was part of a scam, and you know she's like a drug addict. She's being shackled up and hung in air, and she has one shackle around an arm, and then she also has a shackle around a leg. And basically, she has to break her limbs enough that she can squirm out of the shackles before this giant heat gun, radiation She's heat being gun. blasted by the Death Star laser. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Melts her. 
Actually, no, it's a heat ray from like War of the World. That's really what it is. It's like this yes. red heat ray. Yeah. Yeah. I love this trap because I love the idea that like she does it once and she thinks she's good. Oh, I thought that was so mean. Yeah. She like <laughs> Break your leg first so that uh, you'll swing out of the way. Yeah, she's suspended between be these good. two chains, right? So then yeah. when she breaks her uh-huh. leg, she swings out of the way of the death beam and then it just moves to keep up with it. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> really mean John Kramer's a smart motherfucker I that was man. awful I was like oh that's I laughed mean. so hard I laughed so hard I'm sorry I mean I knew it was coming and I was just like this also, is it the way it burns up her face is so fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. it's like cooking her yeah dude it's nasty this one's not that bad either <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, compared to You're the other one, cooked alive. But all you, you gotta do you is have to break your limbs. All you gotta do is break your hand and your foot, right? That's yeah. it, and you're free. It's not as bad as the other ones. No, for sure, it's still horrible. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like the nice trap, it's still insanely easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, obviously, it's probably like the most winnable trap, mm-hmm. and she's still like yeah. fried like a piece of bacon. At the end. <laughs> yeah. And she does win. Right? She does win. She does win. She does win, but her fate is also sealed later by Cecilia, who just kills her. And then there's another character that we met during the scam, right? It's another patient that happened to be sitting there that was just cured, just went through his treatment. And we find out that he comes and like storms the warehouse. He too also figures out he was scammed and he was trying to get his money back. And then John thinking that maybe he can convert him, right? Kind of use him as part of the game in the sense that like, don't kill these people yet. We're torturing them or we're trying to teach them a lesson and let's just let this play out. But then we learned that this guy was in on it the whole time, right? He's Cecilia's Cecilia's lover lover, Mm -hmm. and they're in it together. And he was actually pretending to be, you know, uh, spiteful and wanting revenge in order to come and like save her. Because there is a point in the movie where like Cecilia... Uses the entrails of Valentina's character, the character that cuts her own leg off, and wraps it around this cart that has a phone on it and is able to make a phone call for like five seconds, which I don't know then how this person found her. I guess he traced her somehow. He probably already knows where it is. He's part of the scam, right? I guess, but she doesn't get any words out. Does she actually say like where they are? Oh, good question. She's probably not, right? Yeah. So I was really confused by that. All right. So the movie... I feel, I don't know if it actually wants you to believe that he's in on it, because I called this shit... Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, the middle of the movie, and I called, like, the secondary twist, too, that John Kramer knew that he was in on it, and the whole thing was a setup. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously... Right, that's yeah. where the so movie So that I going. got, but I didn't realize that that guy was a. Uh, I didn't realize that the plant. guy was actually. Wor- yeah, I didn't realize he was a plant. That one I didn't. Oh, you get. didn't? Okay. No, no, no. That one I didn't. I was like, get. he's was- probably a plant. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, good call. But I thought he was just genuine like complication. I thought he was going to fail just because like like all of us watching the movie, he was like, holy shit, you guys are sick fucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But because with his help, he's able to free Cecilia, and they get the upper hand on John and Amanda, and they basically force. John, and then there's like a kid that, you know, John befriends early on in the movie and like kind of takes a liking to. She is so evil that she has no qualms with killing a kid that she puts John and this kid in what would have been Cecilia's trap. Mm -hmm. Because she's like tied to this metal grate this whole time. We don't know what is used for. And then we find out that it's going to be this, instead of waterboarding, someone says it's bloodboarding which I thought was a really cool line. In a way, it's like a seesaw, right? Where Mm -hmm. one gets lowered 
and all this blood is going to waterfall onto them and basically board them while the other one gets reprieve, right? And then if the other one pulls the lever, then they're the ones that get dunked and have a waterfall of blood on them. So John, being the good person and doesn't want this innocent kid to die, says like, hey, don't pull the lever. Just let this happen to me because we find out wasn't the plan all along. This is kind of like a... Contingency. He's Batmaning it here. You know, the kid being this really good-hearted kid decides to take some of the heat and he also gets bloodboarded and... Yeah, as this going on, then we see that Cecilia and... What was the other character's name? Parker Sears is his name. Oh, Parker, yeah. Cecilia and Parker, trying to get the money and trying to get out of the situation. And Parker has this realization, like, wait, why did your trap all along have two people when, you know, I wasn't here? I was never technically supposed to be here. You know, I found you guys after you called me. It's realized that... And then this is the twist, right? This is that saw twist that always happens at the end. Where, yeah, with the, uh, the Hello trap. Zep playing. <laughs> yeah, where the room that they go to grab the money is, is the actual trap. They get trapped in the room, and then the blood boarding machine stops. And basically, it's a room that starts filling up with this toxic gas that if you breathe in, it starts to burn you from the inside. And there's this one hole in the wall for one of them to be able to breathe in. So they have to fight to the death so that one of them could survive and... In the end, Cecilia ends up killing Parker, and she lives. What would you guys think of Twist? I kind of called it, but it's fun to watch. It's just fun to watch John Kramer get the upper hand on all these people. Mm Because, I mean, these people are clearly awful, so... But here's the thing is, he's awful, too. Like, so I enjoyed seeing him games come up, too. I, weirdly enough, enjoyed her kind of winning, too. Like, that part was also cool. Mm -hmm. And it's a little weird that she was like... Oh, ho, the great jigsaw. Like, I finally met my enemy or something. Like, it was just, it was very odd. It was like, huh? You've been like, I don't know, like planning for this the whole time. Her dialogue was very weird there. Yeah, yeah. I think this is kind of the part of the movie where it loses me a little bit. She's like very mustache twirly. Yeah, villain, I don't know. Right? Like, she's already an awful person being a scammer. You don't have to make her like a child murderer. And also like, oh, ho, 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 I am your enemy jigsaw and I've outsmarted you. Yeah. yeah. What? All right. I guess. Yeah, it does lose me here. And to go back to your point. About, I thought this was like a fun little twist or fun little thing that they added for this movie is that this is the first time we've seen John go through one of his traps, Mm -hmm. right? And no other movie where he has to like actually do one of his own traps. I mean, it was kind of planned all along, right? The plan was actually for him and Amanda to be the ones in the trap. Uh, I actually don't know about that. I think the kid was in on it the whole time because at the end, he was like, you were a warrior to the little kid. So I feel like if it wasn't the plan all along, then it was at least like their first contingency and the kid definitely knew about it. Because I feel like John planted that kid there for Cecilia to take him hostage. Oh, really? Mm. That's what I got out of that. No, I think he says something about there's like an X factor that I didn't plan for. And I thought that was the kid. And like, there was always going to be two spots. And I thought it was going to be like Amanda and John. That's how I read it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he tells the kid, don't pull the lever, Because that's the right? weakest because trap. Mm-hmm. Is that the weakest trap you're saying? No, it's definitely the weakest trap. Yeah. Just gets splashed in blood. Like, whatever. All they need cares? to do is like alternate, right? I'll take a couple seconds. You take yeah, a couple seconds. Sure you know what I mean? Enjoy that shit. Like, that's not a trap. Yeah. Because then the twist or the thing that John wasn't expecting was that like, oh, I might actually die now because I do not want this kid to have to waterboard himself or bloodboard himself, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think the plan all along was just like him and Amanda would like take turns up until the point where they just need to get in the room and grab the money and like this will all end for us. 
So the reason I think the kid was in on it was that John went through the whole fixing his bicycle in the beginning, and they go through the whole, how do you say, pull in Spanish, and then mm. at the end he's like, no hala or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that gave him the idea for this trap, and like the kid was involved with it. But I think if the kid was involved, they would have shown it to you because they showed you all the other possible connections. They spell out every mm. single little thing. Yeah, in this movie. yeah, okay. They played fair with all the other ones. Yeah, okay. Not just played fair, fair. they like showed you things they didn't have to show you because you remembered them. They just happened in the movie 30 minutes earlier and they show them to you again to make <laughs> the connection clear. So I feel like they would have done the same thing if the kid was okay, part okay. of the plot. They would have done like a zoom and a like dun dun dun, you know, and then like they would have shown the bike again. Subtle these movies are not. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I do think it's weird that she turns into snively like whiplash. <laughs> yeah, and then you say it's kind of fun to see John get his comeuppance too. You know? I wish he was actually in one of his own real traps, not just like a stupid bloodboarding thing. I wanted to see if yeah, he had the guts yeah, to like yeah, yeah. you know tear his own arm he off or whatever. Himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been really cool. That I would have enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like John Saw. <laughs> John Saw. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like him. He's kind of a dickhead. I think it's cool that Amanda kind of calls him out on his bullshit. There yeah. are a lot of bullshit traps. Dude, so much and bullshit. And bullshit victims, too. And that's why, Absolutely. like... I agree with you, Amir. Like, John's kind of a shitty person. He's a serial killer and torturer. I think shitty person is, like, underplaying it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I the mean... shitty person is, like, the guy you hate most at work. Like, this guy is <laughs> historical monster. But on the scale of serial killer versus, I don't know, some sort of vigilante... He's definitely more on the side of serial killer than actual vigilante. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for right? sure. Because, like, yeah. some of the victims in the first movie, the guy in the razor wire, he didn't fucking hurt anyone. He was just suicidal. So to put him through a trap is kind of fucked up. And then in another movie, some other lady was, like, a drug addict or something, and he puts, like, the shotgun shell necklace on her, which is also super fucked up. So a lot of these people have not committed crimes that had victims, you know? I mean, even in the first one, wasn't the doctor's crime just cheating on his wife or something like that? Yeah, it was just cheating on his wife. Yeah, dude, basically. that's capital punishment now? Like, dude. <laughs> like, the third one I think is kind of the worst. The guy's just a bad dad. He's, like, so grief-strucken about his kid that he's just neglecting his family. I don't know if someone needs to die because of that. But I get yeah. what you're saying, Jeff. Like, some of these people, it does seem maybe a little bit more deserving than some, but... Like, in this movie, all right, scamming cancer patients, all right, I can see putting these people in these traps. But some of the ones, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, this is, like, the most justified of his traps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it still feels pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Just because how mean they are? Yeah, dude. I get what you're saying, Amir. I brought it up, too, that it is a little weird how they're just trying to recontextualize John a little bit too much, I think, to the side of maybe hero or, you know, anti-hero. Versus Mm -hmm. every other movie. It's just bad people doing bad things to more bad people Mm -hmm. uh, without anyone really looking like they're right. Versus I think this one is a little too heavy handed on like maybe John was right to do this one. I still am grappling a little bit with those ideas. You know, I just like this movie because it doesn't make a whole thing of trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? I think that's refreshing. You don't really have to think about it. It's simple. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah. And if it wasn't simple enough, they explain it to you, right? (laughs) But that's like Saw's thing, though, right? That's always been like Saw's things where it's like, we got to rewind 30 minutes or rewind an hour and like tell you 
the thing that you miss, right? It's, it's very much sauce. Like I didn't blame it at the end for explaining the trap within a trap kind of thing or the double cross, you know what I mean? Like all that's very kind of just like saw to me. This is the 10th installment of the series. So what are you going to do? I think at the long tail of every, I don't know, slasher horror franchise, mm-hmm. your slasher villain eventually becomes, I don't know, the main attraction and kind of the protagonist of your series, right? Yeah. So I think this is the natural evolution of this series, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Something that stands by itself. I was going to say, this is the Fast Five of the Saw series. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the one that's actually kind of good again and might actually revitalize the series. It only took nine I'm down to see another one. I know. So we're at the midpoint then? I know, right? <laughs> That's the scary part. There's going to be ten more of these. I do think that this was like good enough that I might want to see another one, maybe two of these. But the way they've placed it in the timeline between one and two... I know, Jeff, you made that funny comment about, like, Chris Rock putting a backwards hat. But, like, all they did with Shawnee Smith was, like, cut her hair short so that it contextualizes yeah, her, yeah, like, yeah, in the same yeah, timeline yeah. as right before the games in two. You can cheat with Tobin Bell because he's got cancer in the movies, so. Yeah, you know, it's been almost 20 years since Saw I mean, but two, what do you want them to do, so. right? That's intentional. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, they could have yeah. gone for de-aging if they wanted. They could have, They specifically yeah. chose yeah. not to, and hats off to them because who gives a shit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, didn't bother me, but I just don't know how much more you can do with me believing that this was supposed to be 20 years ago when these actors are still, you know, aging. The best thing for them to do is to make them old and just not give a shit. I think that's fine, too. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. That haircuts, baseball caps aside. Yeah. Whatever, who gives a shit? But I do think that there's limited mileage on this. I would not want to see John Kramer become some sort of avenging angel vigilante where all these new ones are people who have wronged him or, like, really make him some sort of anti-hero because he's a fucking serial killer. Yeah. I think this is a trick that works once and they pulled it off and it's great, but I don't think you can repeat it that many times without yeah. losing its effect, right? Absolutely. And then I guess the one final thing is that there is a mid credit scene and it's kind of set up Early in the movie, you know, John is a cancer patient and he goes to this help group and he runs into someone named uh, Henry, who, you know, also part of his cancer group. But then he runs into him a couple weeks later or a year later or whatever. And yeah, the guy in the cancer group, he says he's terminal. And then John runs into him at some sort of cafe and he's like totally cured. Yeah. And he's the one who turns him on to the the doctor medical treatment the doctors that scan him so he's obviously in on it too and he's in the mid-credits scene which i kind of wish they showed the actual torture torture the game. yeah the yeah. game because that thing looked cool it was like this little spider crab mechanical thing that was about to like dig into his torso and they didn't really show any of it which yeah i was kind of there for it so uh you might as well just give me the extra three minutes to see it but the big surprise is that Hoffman mm-hmm. is there. So he's yeah. the other John Kramer jigsaw disciple, and he's the one chaining up Henry. And he's also the detective that... Yes, that calls in the beginning of the movie, right? Yeah, because I perked up when he said detective, like, wait, <laughs> is yeah. that just like a small little Easter egg? But then, yeah, he shows up in the mid-credits. That was cool. Amir, this means nothing to you, Oh, right? no, it's gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it for you. Yeah. I mean, I can see maybe one more movie where it's an Amanda 
Because, like, we never really see them interact, right? Amanda and Hoffman too much. Yeah, because Amanda's pretty much dead by the time that Hoffman's in the picture. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's ironic or not. There are a lot of Hoffman heads out there. They fucking love Hoffman. But he's kind of a shitty character. He's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. I know you said Six was good. and I I do generally think Six is not bad. As the series goes on and on, like, it, it gets pretty rough. Yeah, uh, pretty bad. <laughs> so I think the first three movies, the arc of Amanda slowly losing Jigsaw's already shaky reasons for doing this. Basically, Hoffman kind of repeats it for the rest of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, he's also mm-hmm. designing unwindable traps, and he kind of loses his way, too. So it's definitely just a repeat, and it's all jumbled together with this increasingly convoluted mythology and it's fun to watch but i don't think it's good in any way (laughs) yeah where do you guys think this series goes next because you talked a little bit about it so like they can't kind of redo this right you don't want to see another john kramer midquel what do you think they do where do you guys want to see them go next what do you want saw 11 to be (laughs) do they try another spiral thing like what do you want to see? I mean, I kind of already hinted at it. I really thought they were trying to set up Cecilia as this recurring character. Like, I really do think that she'll come back. She kind of sucks, though. She's boring. Yeah, but I feel like the movie was just setting her up like that. She's alive. I think she's going to want revenge. The whole idea, John putting these people through these traps was like, try to reform them, make them cherish life. That idea, there's no way she learned any kind of lesson, right? No. Like, <laughs> she's coming for John, I feel like. She's as evil as he is. But here's the thing. Like, yeah. Him leaving her alive makes no fucking sense. He killed everybody else. I know he's supposed to have this weird code of honor or whatever, but it's completely inconsistent. And he's killed so many people. I know he distances himself from that, but he should have designed a trap that she couldn't get out of because he's done it before. That's not his thing. That's not his thing. I don't think she can get out of that. Oh, you think she's dead? I think she's dead. First of all, she's stuck in the room with a poison gas, and the only way she can survive for the time being is poking her head out of that hole. If she removes her head from the hole, she dies. And then John does the whole game over thing in this one, where he slams the door shut on the warehouse. Dude, I think Mm -hmm. she's done for. (laughs) Yeah. But you're kind of writing yourself in a corner with this, because this is a mid-call, right? You're in between... The first one, and then the one where John dies from cancer. You know what I mean? So, like, there's not that much you can do. And I'm afraid that they're just going to do another John Kramer Avenging Angel movie, which would kind of Well, suck. because he was good, right? Tobin was really good in this one. So yeah, yeah. They're going to want to go back to that well, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just won't be as effective. I think there's a reason also they brought back Hoffman at the end with the mid-credits. And I think the director said as much that... If they were to give a chance to go to do 11, they would incorporate his character somehow. Mm. So I would actually be interested in seeing an Amanda Hoffman, John movie, I guess. You know, one where like we actually see them yeah. work together on something. And really, I think the, both the Amanda and Hoffman characters only really work with John John in the picture. Yeah. Right? I yeah. think they're just yeah. not as interesting if he's not around. Yeah. Like I said, I think maybe one more of these. I'll be okay with that. But don't try to make 10 more. <laughs> I mean, they make money, so. I do. They do make money. They do make money. I mean, you're going to go see the next yes. one, Yes. Right? Yes, I am. <laughs> you sickos love this shit, right? So, like. <laughs> us sickos love it, and us sickos are going to make you yeah, watch it. I know. It. <laughs> another two years from now, there will be another Saw episode, guys. Jeez. All right. So, Derek, you saw one through seven recently, and then this one. So, like, yes. 
What's your favorite trap out of all of them? I want to know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe this is like a really typical answer. Like still the Amanda bear trap, as iconic as it is, I think yeah. is probably still my favorite. More than the leg saw in that same movie? I mean, to get your face ripped open like that, because we actually see it finally, right? In like yeah. Saw 7, when Jill gets the trap put on her head and she doesn't escape. Yeah, like, that's yeah, pretty yeah crazy yeah. this whole time we haven't been able to actually see this trap go off and then to finally see it it's iconic for a reason that's like an invention too and it's cool yeah the reverse bear trap because yeah. sawing off the leg is just sawing off the leg i think maybe the worst maybe not the worst one the one that makes me wince the most is maybe the needle pit the needle pit is bad oh when she gets thrown in the needle yeah pit? and then she's just trying to dig through it yeah it's kind of fake because the whole thing of Two and three is that Amanda's in on the whole thing, right? Because she's yeah. an apprentice now. So when she gets thrown into the needle pit, it's not real. But I mean, it is real, but she toughs it out for the charade of her being. It's kind of interesting to think back of it because like it wasn't planned for her and she wasn't thinking she was going to get thrown in. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, when yeah. she does, she's like, oh, I got to now play this part yeah. and just do this and pretend I'm like trying to help, which is like yeah. the shittiest thing for her. <laughs> like that sucks. Yeah. That thing is nasty. I will say I have a really soft spot for two. Like I really like two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has a great twist, right? With the time delay and yeah, the fact yeah, that like yeah. his son's been in the vault the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. The time shenanigans in that are good. I think it got away from what was Saw One, and like maybe it went too far and got too big too fast. But yeah. Looking back, I still think it sets up really great things, and it really helps set up what Saw does become, right? Also moving forward with this, like, multiplayer games and twisty um, reveals. Like, I think it all even adds more to the, the kind of mythos of Saw. What's your top three then, Jeff? Top three would probably be one, X, and I don't know. Two or three, maybe? Maybe six? Yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. I think two and three kind of go hand in hand. They kind of do. So I've seen the best that the Saw franchise has to offer with one and ten. Really? Yeah. So these guys are your top two. My top three (laughs) can be one, ten, and spiral. Boom. Nailed it. And spiral. (laughs) There you go. Nailed it. Yeah, probably Uh, mine would be one, ten, and two. You know? I really do love two. I do like the final, like, kill in six, where the guy, mm. like, gets... The acid, like, injected in his body. Yeah, and it dissolves him from inside out. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a pretty cool trap. That's a pretty cool kill, I will say. I like the laser collar. Which one is that? Oh, I don't remember that one. Why don't I remember that one? Where the guy gets his head fucking lit up by the lasers that point inward and just fillet his entire head. That one's a good one. It might be Jake's song, because that's the only Saw movie I actually haven't seen. Still. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. I think that might be it. I just rewatched all these movies. I don't remember. It is Jigsaw. One. It is Jigsaw. Oh, okay. Jigsaw sucks. I think yeah. that one's fun, though. <laughs> I might watch it just so that I can finally say I've seen all the Saw movies. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up? No. If you're into the Saw franchise, this is one of the best that this franchise has to offer. It's really good. Kind of return to form for yeah. the Saw franchise. I really dug this one. It was really yeah. fun. Tobin yeah. Bell, Shawnee Smith, Top Tier Saw. I like this one. Yeah. End it with a big thanks to... Peter Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg for writing what I thought was the second best song movie in the franchise. <laughs> Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? You can find me avoiding the fuck out of John Saw because that guy's a psycho. What about you, Derek? 
<laughs> you can find me at the world's okayest photos on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our show is to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google, or any of the other popular apps. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our voices out to more people. Also, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on our episode on Saw X, feel free to shoot us an email. We like getting listener mail, and sometimes we read it on the pod. So with that, we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.